hey, hey. What? I was thinking the other day. Uh-huh. What if cartoons got saved? Yeah. Who's to say? But they, they, but, but I think they'd start singing praise in a whole new way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Coach Z from Homestar Runner. Hallelujah! Hey, Heath, I was thinking the other day, what if cartoons got saved? They'd start singing praise in a whole new way. Yeah, yeah. Strong sad from Homestar Runner. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm sad that I'm praying. (laughs) I was thinking the other day. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, what if cartoons got saved? Yeah. It started singing praise in a whole new way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the... That little guy named Homsar. Ooh, that was a good one. singing the other day what if cartoons got saved they'd start singing praise in a whole new way senor card gauge I love that we both kind of half know Homestar Runner at this point, yeah. and we just like are getting different. I was thinking the other day, uh-huh. what if cartoons got saved? Yeah, it starts singing praise a whole new way. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, mm. the um, ooh, mm. ah. The king of town. Do hoo hallelujah. <laughs> this I, is unfortunately the praise yeah, down. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the praise, praise down. <laughs> I'm, uh, he- I'm Heath Huffman. I'm Alex Sanchez. And this is the kindest but also very objective Christian music review show, the only one on the web. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex and I are not currently Christian Christian men. We're not currently men of God. No, but that is we are edging in that direction. Uh, yes, we we're always edging. Okay. <laughs> and uh, with us today, you just heard him. Uh, he's a writer. He's a comedian. He's a pillar of the public access community at true. District House in Oklahoma City. This mm-hmm. is not a local podcast. Hayden Smith. Hello. Hello, Hayden. Hi. Anytime you mention anything within 50 square miles of us, we have to like do Remind. 40. We have to do 40 lashes. That's true. Not like on the show, but like later. Later, yeah. We're our backs mm. are covered in scars. Like we da, look like freaking Da Vinci Code style. Yeah, it looks like a wrestler's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> 
or Zangief's chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Victor Zaz's arms. So, Hayden, <laughs> it's good to have you here. Uh, it's good to be here. Let's just get right into it. How's your walk? My walk. Yeah. Like my like the thing that you cook in or like how I walk physically with my legs. Your walk with the Lord. I'm interested oh. in the other one. <laughs> Which other one? The cooking one? The I co- don't have one. The cooking that's one. That's how that's going. Oh, tragic. Yeah. What about your yeah. walk? Um it's fine. I, I've been doing it for about, you know, twenty, twenty one years, so I'd say I've, I've I've got it pretty well down, but I wouldn't call myself a master yet. Sure, I'm sure. Walking. You gotta. Oh, are you? D- yeah, you thought you thought he was getting into the Christ style of oh, it, but no. Nope. I, I thought I, I thought I was going. I thought I thought you were going in Christ style. No, we're talking ambulation here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, very very ambulatory. <laughs> um, my my Jesus walk mm-hmm. is kind of weird. The abridged version is... Uh, Ooh, we're not interested in the abridged version. No way. Okay. Well, then let's just take get it, into it. Take it from the top. Well, yeah. I have to start before I was born, because Please. my uh, my dad is sort of... Well, not I don't think he's like or, ordained or whatever anymore, but he's like an accidental Methodist preacher. And by that I mean he's gone to like three different colleges, but the one that he got a bachelor's from uh, was OCU. Because he got a free ride, just about. Because the guy who, like, funded most of the ministry department was the same guy who gave him his first loan for a car. Awesome. Yeah. So... This is a fun little folk song you're spinning. Yeah, this rules. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also practicing my audition for the Mountain Goats right now. So, you know. <laughs> uh, someone's got to replace him someday, and it sure as hell can't be John Oliver. That's true. <laughs> um, But... So he's a Methodist preacher. I think I don't know that he ever was after I was born, but before that, a lot for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was raised Nazarene, so that that was interesting. Sure. Uh, <laughs> what are what are some of the differences? I, I don't know a lot about the Church of the Nazarene. Um, well, Nazarenes. I feel like the most similar would be Southern Baptist, but even then, people would yell at me for that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Mostly Baptists would be yelling at you yeah. for that. Mostly. Uh. Oh, I think the Nazarenes would be mad at me too. Um, but Nazarene is very much like their similarities are more in that like you listen to the minister and that's it. Like that's the end. And um, very minimalistic church. Well, no, like there's, there's Sunday school and stuff. But as far as like like scripture lessons go, you just like you listen, and that's your opinion now, kind of a thing. Ah, uh, um, sure. Nazarenes, I think, are the ones that are not allowed to dance. Um, that does not stop them, but they're not supposed to. They just don't do it at church. They don't do it at church. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. Southern Baptists, I think, are allowed to dance, but I'm not for sure. Uh, but so we, despite like my dad literally having been a pastor, we didn't go to church very much after I was like 10 or so. We tried a whole bunch of different, like we went to one for a really long time, but like it was, you know, I was like five or something when we stopped going. Um, and then we started like going to different Methodist churches trying to find one that we liked and we couldn't find one that we liked and then we just kind of stopped going because my mom is a teacher and she's very tired on the weekends makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they work 12 hour days and just just for clarity 
I grew up Baptist, and Baptists were, have historically been anti-dancing. Okay. But okay. I don't think they've been anti-dancing since Billy Ray Cyrus like came out with the achy breaky heart in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Nazarenes are just have a heart of stone like that. I get. I say that. The, the, I like Nazarenes. My grandma's a Nazarene. A heart that can <laughs> neither ache nor break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about. Um. <laughs> Nazarenes still can't dance. Yeah, Nazar- I don't think Nazarenes are still supposed to dance. I don't know if they do or not. My only source on that is growing up in Bethany for yeah. the entire time I was a kid. That's where my mom grew up. Uh, that's where a friend of mine, like his family, went to church in their Nazarene. Um, in Bethany, not a local podcast, Nazarenes <laughs> are essentially the like old school Catholics of yeah of Bethany. Oh, because there really aren't a lot of Catholics in Oklahoma? No. Mm-hmm. So no, we we know all three of them. That's true. <laughs> We've had all three on the podcast. Yeah. Well, you need to get Mars on the part- podcast, though. That's true. Yeah, Absolutely. But after that, most of the churches I went to were, like, Nazarene and Southern Baptist and a brief stint at Life Church because I have to. You know, I feel like you, that's a rite of passage at this mm-hmm. point. Um, it was really bad, though, because, like, I tried – I had a friend of mine who was just determined to save my soul – through Southern Baptist churches and it backfired on her three different times. Uh, Let's go through all three. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, The, the first time she took me to her church ever, like it was, you know, at first I was like, Oh wow, this is great. Like everyone's being really nice to me. I shook the pastor's hand he had a cool tie. Uh, Good. (laughs) And um, there's free donuts. And like, even though I don't know anything and I don't go to a Baptist church, (laughs) like, and there weren't there like I didn't have my own Bible at the Sunday school and I felt really self conscious mm-hmm. about it, but like nobody judged me. At the Methodist churches for the little kids Sunday school, they usually just like gave you one. I say little kid, I was like thirteen or fourteen. But um A Bible have an age. Yeah. Yeah. I was that was the age you're supposed to have one and like I think I technically did, but I didn't think to bring it. But then we went down for the sermon and um and like at this no, I must have been fourteen because at this point I knew I was like not straight. And uh, we went down for the sermon, and towards it was fine. And then towards the end, the very nice pastor who shook my hand and had a cool tie started talking about how, like, and we can't say that, like, oh, I'm so glad we know better about gay people because the Bible still says it's a sin. And then I just started crying. Oh, no. It was very bad. I was just, like, crying, like, the rest of the time. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, man. Uh, That pastor made a very sort of curb your enthusiasm type first impression. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then I think the second time, like, I was really, like, goth-adjacent child. I was very morbid. And devil horns up for that. Devil yeah. horns up on this side too. It it is Lent, but yeah, devil horns. Yeah, we could just do it down. It's, I feel like it has the same connotation, just a little bit less Lent offensive. Mm-hmm. I th- I think we can still do devil horns in Lent. We just can't swear. Yeah. Oh, I you wish can I knew you that. can you can swear all you want. Yeah, you. We, this is our personal quest. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe in you guys. Uh, Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, but she invited me to a hell house. For Halloween, a heck house. A he- oh yeah, a heck house. <laughs> See, this is I I I can't do that for sure, Lent. Sure, sure. I just I'm physically incapable. Uh, sure. I have to swear every ten minutes, or I need to be taken to the hospital. Oh, no. Oh <laughs> uh, well, let's make sure you you do that then. Yeah, All right, I'll do my best. Um. <laughs> um. And she took me to 
a hell house because like she thought I would really like it and like maybe I'll connect through God by seeing creepy cool things. I don't know. Um, it was a really weird kind of one because it wasn't just you're in hell kind of a hell house. It was like a play um, where you went through into each of the different rooms and there was like it went through a story and there were like different actors, but they all had the same costume. So you knew which character they were. And um, I was also like around the time I was like 13 or 14, I was like depressed. That's when I got the depressions. Um, Mm. And that's important to note because uh, the the fun theme for this one, uh, it was like this girl who was like a teenage girl who lived with her grandma because her parents were like drug addicts slash dealers and in jail. They weren't really specific about what they did. It's hard than... to be an addict in jail. That's Hats true. off to them. Yeah, yeah. I think I th- they worked work really hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and the grandma was like, come on, you need to go to church camp so you can love Jesus. And she was like, I hate God. I hate... <laughs> She's just like, the only person I love is you, and I hate God, and I only love my grandma. Which, you know, like, that's kind of... fine, yeah. That's kind of sweet, you know? Kind of a wholesome outtake. Uh, kind of like a wholesome take on this whole thing. A very wholesome atheist, this this teenage girl. No gods, no kings, only grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she went to church camp, and the youth pastor was, like, super nice to her. That's and... the episode name. Sorry. That's just an edit point for us. Go on. Um, the youth pastor was super nice to her and like, and I should mention at this point that I knew going in that the whole point of this play is we'd go through and two people would die and one goes to heaven and one goes to heck. And, um, and so the whole time I was like trying to guess who was going to die. And then she went to the church camp and the youth pastor was really nice to her, but all the kids were like bullying the crap out of her, like physically and verbally and just like whispering about her. And there's this one particular mean kid. I was like, he's going to hell. A tree's going to fall on him and he's going straight to hell and I'm going to love it. Uh, <laughs> I was really enthusiastic. I wonder about if it. this is like what the church wanted for people to like be rooting for. I mean, church camp is where you go to get bullied. <laughs> Yeah, they like they like bus bullies in from other states to it's, bully you. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, but yeah, over the course of this, like she refuses to pray and she's like on her phone all the time and doesn't talk to any of the other kids because like they're mean to her. They're not nice to her. Um, and then at one point during the sermon, the youth pastor like walks out because he gets a phone call, which is I don't know any youth pastor would have their phone on during like a sermon in retrospect. Not a good one, but. He left, and he came back in, and then at the end of the sermon, he took her to the side. He's like, I'm so sorry. Your grandma just died. And she just flips shit, because, like, that's the only person she had. And so, like, she goes to her cabin, which is actually just one single room that she has to herself. Because this is, like, a rich people church camp, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Um, And for some reason, she has, like, a ton of sleeping and pain medication. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, and she kills herself. Uh. And so then, like, you go through... In a very repeatable way. Yes, yeah. in front of many, many impressionable youths, including myself. Um, oh, this is like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, you know, you, got, you go to the next room, and it's her in hell. And she's like, this is because I killed myself. And they're like, no, it's because you didn't accept Jesus into your heart. Oh, and like, no. Yeah. And then you cut to her grandma in the next room, who's, like, in heaven and so happy. She's so happy to be in heaven and her granddaughter is nowhere to be seen and it just it i was bawling 
again because that's what I did as a 14-year-old. There's yeah. a plot hole here. Can you be sad in heaven? I mean, I feel like that's the, the worst part to me is like that's the message I got was like if you kill yourself, your family will go to heaven and they won't even miss you. Whoa. Whoa. No. That was like that was what that was my takeaway and I told my dad about it. I told my both my parents about it because I was really upset and my dad was furious cuz he was like, "How could that kid love Jesus when the only people who were trying to give her Jesus were like assholes?" You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um and don't do it at church camp. Don't go to church camp. Don't I, go to church camp. I stopped going to church camp when my parents stopped being the teachers at church camp. So fair, yeah, fair enough. Also, what's the message in this heck house? Because like the kids that are the bullies get off scot free in this heck house. It doesn't yeah. show them being punished at all. It just shows like if you get bullied hard enough, you'll go to hell. Basically, that was the message I got. But I mean, um, the the kids, the kids that were your age when you went mm-hmm. watching this are just going to go, oh, oh, uh, oh, geez, I better, I better uh, make sure I don't go to hell. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to like, they're just like, how do I not go to hell? Yeah, the message I got, which is actually something I weirdly enough heard repeated in high school, is like, it's okay if you kill yourself so long as you love Jesus first. And then you can kill yourself. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You just got to give. You just got to give Jesus a, a big kiss mm-hmm. on your way out. Yeah, uh, it was it was bad. And then like the final time that I ever went to church with her was for like a lock in, and it was at a different church I think. But it was a lock in. And at one point I was talking to the pastor because you know that's the whole thing is you invite a kid who's not a Christian to trap them. And make them love Jesus at a lock-in. Oh That's like the goal of a lock-in. Right? It's yeah. just a it's just a peanut butter trap. It's a glue trap for mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, it absolutely. Is. The peanut butter is pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the peanut butter is pizza, and, and I had a night. crush on this girl. Yeah. So I I had to go. Sure. Um, I hope she doesn't listen to this. I hope she does. Kaylee, it's okay. I'm gay now. Um, and a guy. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> sick. Um, but like Kaylee, come on the podcast. <laughs> Like Kaylee, I hope you're doing well. Do you st- are you still fluent in Spanish? Because that's cool. And that shit goes away. So if you are good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. but like she invited me to that, and then like you know I got cornered in a room with her and the pastor because I wasn't allowed- I w- refused to talk to him alone. Um, and he and I tried to explain to him like whenever he's like, so what do you believe in? Because I was like, I believe in something. I'm not an atheist, but I don't know what I am. And I wouldn't even consider myself agnostic because, like, I believe in something. I don't think that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I tried really hard to explain that I was pantheist, but I didn't have the word for pantheist. And I was 14. So, like, you know, words are hard. And he told me to my face, well, that's just stupid. What? Nobody's <laughs> going to fault you for not knowing the word pantheist. Yeah, 14. at 14. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I, I doubt this person knew. Well, I don't know if he said stupid, but he's like, well, that's kind of weird. That's kind of, I don't know that that would make any sense, you know, just, Ugh. and I was like, well, okay. And I cried a lot then too. Um, my, my journey with Jesus has been one through tears. Uh, um, so like, it was really hard too. Cause I was really into like, I listened to radio you a lot. Which is like mm. the the radio for alternative Christian music and your Christian metal bands, your Christian alt rock, your Christian ska, what have you. There mm-hmm. wasn't actually very much Christian ska, mm-hmm. but I wish so there was. So messed up. 
Um, but like, you know, they'd always have the, the person on the radio be like, you know, all you have to do is say you want Jesus to be in your life and he'll, he'll just show up, you know? And they would say this all the time. And every time I was like, okay, but I tried that. I tried that a lot. <laughs> Where is he? And I just like, I figured like, maybe I'm just like broken. Maybe I don't know how to conjure God. So I'm a bad person fundamentally. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's like, he'll only appear for the pure of heart. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like. You know, I knew there was something, like, you know, weird and wrong about me. Because this was, like, before I knew I was um, a trans man. And so, like, I just knew there was something, like, weird and wrong about me, but I didn't know what. And I was like, well, I guess it's that I am Satan. I'm a demon because I can't make God show up. I can't conjure celestial beings. Which, that kind of rules ba- a Yeah, bit. pretty cool. Bad butt. <laughs> it's bad butt. It's totally bad butt. Um. But then I had a really terrible friend who got me into Wicca, and I stole his uh, his Scott Cunningham powers crystals. <laughs> yeah, I stole his Scott Cunningham book, and I read it, and like I was like, "Oh, this is kind of what I believe, sort of. This is really along the lines of what I believe." Um, and I and we practiced a lot, but we were like fifteen and sixteen, so practicing meant we both snuck out of our house and walked to like the little pond that was right by my house to like light an incense stick and meditate together so wow that that is that's That's a pretty sort of interfaith practice i think yeah Yeah, that's good yeah that's how i got arrested once uh for meditating and i got arrested for witchcraft i did i actually didn't um but it was (laughs) pretty close though it was like right after like we had meditated and it was like the summer solstice and he was like going back to his friend's apartment. And I was like, Oh, I'll come too. Cause I don't want to be alone. Also side note, this whole time we had a new puppy that slept in my bed. So I was carrying a puppy this whole time. <gasps> he's, he's a good dog. Uh, <laughs> we still have him. Um, but I carried this puppy halfway across town to their apartment. And then they were like, his friends were like, we're going to go get cigarettes. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, okay. And my friend, during the one time he was being a good friend, was like, are you sure I can take you home? And I was like, no, I'm cool. I'm down. <laughs> um, and then we passed by two different convenience stores on the way to get cigarettes. So I'm, uh... yeah, we started heading towards the place where you get drugs in Yukon. Sure. And then right as I was about to say, hey, take me home, a cop car showed up. And I lied about my age and how to spell my name in the hopes that there was, in fact, somebody with my same name and age somewhere in Oklahoma. Did it work? No, I got Uh. arrested. (laughs) That's why I got arrested. And I got arrested with a puppy. um, Oh, no. For witchcraft. Did they cuff the puppy? Did they? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't cuff me. They almost cuffed my friend. They because only cuffed the puppy. <laughs> they only cuffed the puppy. They put him in a little striped jail costume <laughs> with a little hat yeah. and, take and a, a little, ball and chain. They made him take a mugshot and he's holding like a sign in front of him with his name, but it's just a paw print. <laughs> <laughs> they call it a mutt shot. <laughs> oh, that's good. Wait, what kind of dog was he? Because if he's the right kind of dog, it would be a pug shot. Uh, he was supposed to be... And at the time, we didn't know he wasn't uh, part beagle and part, like, cavalier spaniel. So he's supposed to be, like, a really small, cute dog. Oh, no. Um, and we thought, you know, he'd look more like a beagle or a spaniel because, like, all black except for, like, his chest and his feet were white. And then he started growing up, and we realized that he was neither of those things. And to the best of a He vet's... was a goose. <laughs> Just about. Um, to the best of our vet's estimate, he is probably 
half black lab and half corgi. He's a no-legged lab. Oh, no. Just a long athlete. <laughs> That's His exciting. name is Serge after Serge Ibaka, so you're not wrong. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Not after Serge Cola? <laughs> no. No, he is not. Um, but yeah, then then I fell in with the wrong crowd and started going to Life Church. <laughs> Yeah, that'll fuck you up. Uh, that'll uh, it, that'll it, crap you up. Sorry. In, in, <laughs> incoming correspondence from sound engineer Jill. Everybody. Thank you, Jill. Whoa, oh, that's amazing. So, Jill, can you save that picture and we can put it up with the episode? Yes, please. Yeah, can. Okay. Um, so, did Serge ever get out? He did. We both got out that night. My mom bailed us out. Oh, that's nice of her. She, she was very mad. I wasn't allowed to walk around my own neighborhood for like months. That's fair. Yeah, no, it was fair. Um, but I was really embarrassed about it. Sure. And she didn't know how many other times I had snuck out before that, and <sighs> I didn't tell her. But now she knows if she's listening to this, but it's okay, because I was 15, and now I'm not. That's true. The statute on limit- of limitations on being mad about sneaking out is about four years, probably. I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I mean, Longer I, than most crimes. That's true. I think she stopped being mad about it after, like, a year, but she started making jokes, and I wasn't ready for her to make jokes, so I just got really embarrassed. What were the jokes? Just like, oh, are you going to go out and get arrested again? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's the ultimate punishment is just owning you. (laughs) Yeah, she's really good at it. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I fell in with the wrong crowd in high school, and I started going to Life Church every Wednesday. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love this podcast. <laughs> and uh, just Wednesdays. I didn't go on Sundays. Uh, we, yeah. we just went for like the youth Yeah, you weren't thing. a nerd. We weren't nerds. You weren't a god nerd. You were just a... Like just the regular kind of nerd. You were a god jock. God yeah, I was jock. In, I was in band and theater. I don't think you can count me as a jock. I was just like the weird kind you, of kid. But you'd be a jock in the kingdom of heaven because you only went on Wednesdays. Yes. Correct. Um Instead of Sundays when I'd be playing football, because I I have the build for that in the big big yard. Yeah, that's true. A skill I don't display enough is that I'm very good at a Jack Black guitar yeah. solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to you want to hit Absolute. big you want to hit big house real quick. A boom ba doodly boom. Okay, sorry, we got a... I don't know if you got a family, say your mom or dad. Mom and dad. I don't know what you're allergic to, yeast or honey. I don't know how tall you are. I don't know how tall you are uh-huh. or what your card number is. I don't know your mom's maiden name <laughs> or the address of your elementary school. I don't know your date of birth or your social security number. I don't know your middle initial or your security questions. I can't. <laughs> uh, so, so tell me about the things that the style of thing that would happen at Life Church. Well, it was um, it was very loud, which is really bad because that's about the time I started developing uh, anxiety 
<laughs> oh no! Like every other time, I would have to leave in the middle because I'd be fighting off like a panic attack. So I was like, "It's too loud! I can't do this!" And it was really bad. Um, yeah, no, it's just like a, a rock concert for the upper middle class. Yeah, that's yeah. It was yeah, like dead center, like right on the edge of Yukon, and is it was bad. Um, it was right by my house too, so like um, it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting though because I actually did really like it for a while because um. We were kind of like like there were small groups in the big groups like after the ceremony you'd go into small groups and we were kind of like the LGBT small group. Nice, um, cool. So that was good because everybody was like bi or pan or a lesbian or a lesbian at the time, but now not. Um, sure. But yeah, uh, so it was it was like good. And then at one point, I did actually talk to the youth pastor because I made the mistake of being like, "I need Jesus. I will raise my hand." Oh no! Um, but then I did talk you, to him. You got honey potted again. I yeah. did. I made the mistake. I never did it again. But uh, but like I did actually talk to him, and it was actually really good because I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be Christian because I'm trans. Because around this time, I was like 16. I kind of knew. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be Christian or if Jesus will accept me because I'm trans. And he was like, God doesn't give it like God doesn't give a shit about your gender. He didn't say that to me because I was 16 and he was an authority figure. But that was the gist of it. It's like God doesn't care about your gender. There's too much emphasis on that kind of stuff. Like God loves you no matter what. And he made you the way you are. So like, that's silly. You can you can be Christian. You can come hang out. And like every time he saw me after that, he'd always be like, hey, dude, and high five me. And I passed better there. And then at school, it was weird. Wow. Life that church. Rule. Way to go. Yeah, that, yeah. Way better than I thought that story was going to go. Yeah. Uh, then it all went to pot. Oh, <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on. Oh, because um, there was this girl who like got into fights with her girlfriend like every week. So we'd end up having to talk about it, um, which was fine because like. You know, you need friends. But uh, we had our small group leader would, like, you know, let us talk about stuff like that because she was chill. And then we got different small groups leaders who the one time I didn't go, uh, my friend was talking about her girlfriend being, like, bad or whatever. And they were like, oh, you can't be gay. Like, they were like, you, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop dating her or because you want to, you know, because you, you'll go to hell. And, like, it was multiple people, multiple adults, one of whom was, like, maybe still is a teacher at the high school I went to um, who were telling this like, you know, 16 year old girl, you can't be with this person. You're going to go to hell. Like it's in the Bible. You have to stop. Um, so we stopped. I stopped going after that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Question meet answer. You're yeah, out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, which like, like, it, I wasn't a big fan of it to begin with, except that I liked that one single youth pastor. But then he, I think he left before I left even, so it was already going downhill in my opinion. He was too cool. He was too cool. Um, and then I just didn't do anything for a really long time. And then I got invited to go to Mayflower um, by my friend Nathan. Uh, well, actually by his sister, because they had a trans panel like how to be a trans ally and it was a panel of four different trans people talking about whoa it. yeah nice comic-con doesn't have those kind of numbers <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong yeah like that's really good yeah um it was organized by a trans woman who was a deacon at the church badass yeah awesome um, bad butt thanks sorry yeah. bad butt you're just getting so riled up I'm by so how excited. cool this is yeah um it's a and it was like 
it was United. It is. It still exists. It's a United Church of Christ, I believe. And um, it's the best way I can think of it is like, what if Unitarianism was wearing a traditional Protestant skin? Like on, very, very metal. Yeah, yeah metal. Yeah, because like um, I did end up going to a few services and like going with his sister, you know, to Sunday school, and it's like. The Sunday school's so weird. Um, I love it. The one there's multiple ones, but the one that I'm a member of is like it's called the Sunday Breakfast Club because you know it's a bunch of like um, people who are like ranging from like usually the youngest are like in their early 30s, and the older end of the spectrum is usually anywhere from like 40 to 60 to even 70 sometimes. Um, so like, and they it's a really weird place because like it'll always start out with like a question about like oh, like, what do, what do you think the Bible means by this? Or can you be Christian and still believe in X, Y, Z? And then it'll always inevitably, like, end up somewhere way different or somewhere, like, talking about our political climate. Or um, there was a period of time for a few months where we couldn't go a week without Hitler being mentioned. <laughs> in a bad way, I should note. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's church rules. It's a good place. Um I think one time I invited somebody there and it was his first time going and we ended up talking about like UFOs and he was like, I think I might've accidentally turned him off. Like it was too weird for him. I felt really bad. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and unidentified flying objects. Yes. Like, like aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens were also mentioned. It wasn't just the, UFO. it wasn't just their craft. It was also the people. So. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm very on board. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's I, I, that's my secret. I'm actually just here to recruit. Uh, I mean, you, <laughs> you're not crapping it up right now. It's um, really good. There's two uh, reverends. They switch off every week. Um, Lori Walkie, who has made the news multiple times. Sick. For, um, yeah. yeah. Well, she... Her husband is Colin Walkie, who is one of the state representatives, mm-hmm. um, and she was once invited to do a prayer for the legislature, and a lot of people walked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not like she was saying anything, like, flagrantly offensive. She was just talking about, like, and, you know, you need to follow in the steps of Jesus and take care of the least of these, and that went over real well. Uh <laughs> Yeah, she's cool. Wow. She's very she's the millennial reverend. She's like, well, technically cuz she's like I want to be the millennial something. reverend. You could. Do it. Just do it. That's your stage name now. The millennial reverend. <laughs> yeah. She has an Instagram. I'm going to plug it. It's high heel rev. Okay. I'm going to it. <laughs> I'll just uh I'm doing it right now. Oh, Stephen Patchen just posted a really handsome picture. Shout out Stephen Patchen. He's uh, very handsome. I don't know Let's who see. he is, but he's very handsome. He's great. Uh, <laughs> loves Creed. He loves nice. Creed. We gotta have him. When are we gonna do a live episode? We, we need a venue. Yeah. We. D- oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. The root. High heel rev. Yeah. Got it. Um, Requested. She's gonna get two requests, and then a whole bunch later, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. Let's um, hope. And but then two right now. The other, uh, the other reverend who's like been there for like thirty years, which is crazy for a reverend. Um, Robin Myers, uh, he's a cool dude. 
Um, he apparently at one point did editorials. He teaches at OCU. And he has several books, um, one of which is called God's Not a Republican. Nice. He's a libertarian. We've covered <laughs> this. Pretty, I think he's pretty firmly in the Democrat camp, but I don't yeah. know. For sure. I don't know my reverend's political opinions beyond he doesn't like uh, Trump. I don't know. Sure. In heaven, the streets are gold, right? That's libertarian. <laughs> yeah, the heaven heaven's not paved with a, some fiat currency. I mean, he's really. <laughs> it's paved with the money metal. I mean, he's really, like, he's pantheist, too. Like, he, he always talks about, like, the luminous web that connects us all, and that's God. Awesome. That's he's, awesome. He's a cool dude. Um, I like him a lot. He he sometimes gets, not for real, but, like, fake mad at me if I don't go for, like, a month and he doesn't see me. I do that, too, to you, though. Yeah, you do that, too. But <laughs> you like, have a lot I, of people in your life getting fake mad at you yeah, for things. But, like, things he, that happen on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, like, I always worry that he's, like... I always think he's not going to recognize me or remember me because it's like it's a kind of a bigger church. But he remembers and he remembers when I'm not there. He even rem it's really funny because like sometimes I'll go like every other week for a while. And so I'll only see Lori and then I'll show up and he'll be like, where were you? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. That's so nice. Yeah, he's a nice person. They're both really nice people. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of like back into Christianity, at least in the practical sense. As far as like, I'm a member of a church. Mm. Cool. This had a this had a really cool way of rounding itself out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like this story. Yeah. Let's talk liturgists. Yeah. Uh. I, th uh thank you to Molly uh, for recommending this podcast to us. Uh, I listened to an entire episode of it, uh, all like ninety minutes, and it was great. And I just finished listening to it, and so it's too early for me to have any thoughts about it. That's true. That's true. Uh, so I'll take the reins on this one. Um, it's really interesting. It's just informal enough to still be fun, um, but it's also real information dense, which I really like. And they have a lot of good thoughts. I, the episode I listened to is about meditation, and it talked a lot about sort of the, the way we talked uh, to Ben Flint about prayer. Where how there's like cataphatic and antiphatic oh, meditation, yeah. where there's one that's like directed at something and one that's directed inward and is ritual based. Oh man, I, that's not the episode I listened to. Yeah, I listened to mm -hmm. the uh, best of episode. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Um, well, they they had some characters come on. Uh huh. Did here's my question: When you listen to the best of episode of the Liturgists podcast, mm -hmm. did Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins at any point do the Star Wars Cantina theme? No. <laughs> okay. They did sing "I Have Decided to Follow Jesus." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. There were characters like. Uh, Praying Patoni. <laughs> and you remember his whole thing, right? Uh, y yeah, he was like, hey, I'm praying Patoni. Yeah, that's him introducing himself, but you remember what he like did, right? No. Where he would like pray and go, dear Lord, come on! <laughs> Come 
you know, Prey and Petoni. Oh, I forgot about Prey and Petoni's signature gimmick. <laughs> were, there, were there any characters in the meditation app that you uh, listened the, to? The meditation app. Uh, the the meditation episode I listened to had um, a, a character named Mindful Mike. I didn't I didn't get to meet Mindful Mike. Is he new? He's brand new. They introduced him just for this episode. Who voiced him? Jason Manzukis. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hanong man. Yeah, the Hanong man himself, Jason Manzukis. Uh, and he he was just like always talking about how mindful he was, but you could tell that he was like stressing about being mindful enough, or like being a little egotistical yeah. about how mindful he is. He was like, "Hey, big pratfall guy, I am so mindful. You're not even gonna believe." How mindful I am. Bro, you're not even present right now. I'm so present. You hey, t- throw something at me and I won't even notice. That's how present I am. <laughs> Show me a flower. I'll just go mouth agape at it. I'll freak. Brother, I will freak out if you show me a flower. If lightning strikes, I'm going to crap my trousers. You know, that's not what he said, but because no. I can't. Can't sure. do cusses. I will full on crap my trousers. <laughs> so, um, ex- explain really quick the credentials of the hosts on the Liturgist podcast. The I I don't remember. Uh, the only credentials I can remember off the top of my head is that one of them is named Science Mike. Did Science <laughs> Mike and Mindful Mike get along? Science Mike and Mindful Mike surprisingly did get along. Yeah, Science wow. Mike had a lot of interesting. Uh, let me let me look up the liturgists' hosts because I think it's it's like it's a collective. I think. Cool. So there's science, Mike. Mm-hmm. There's soci- sociology, Brennan. Mm-hmm. There's home economics, Darren. Physical education, Pat. Civics, Susan. <laughs> yeah. Michael Gunger and Science Mike are their names. Hang on. They're both named Mike. It's two got two Mikes. Mike and Science Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The liturgists are Mike and Science Mike. And uh the honestly, the most I've ever learned from two Mikes. <laughs> And neither of them are open. Mm-mm-mm. I like that. I yeah. will. Uh, I th- I believe I'll keep listening. That's good. I gotta recommend listening to a- another episode. More than more than one episode. More than the one best of episode that you listen to. I do love Prey and Petoni, though. I'm a big fan of Prey and Petoni. <laughs> Dear Lord, come on. <laughs> it's fun to do Hayden do you want to do one you don't have to yeah, go for it it's a really good catchphrase I mean which one was the one that you couldn't say shit for mindful Mike mindful yeah. Mike just just go with it and then I'll put in the curse words for you okay, like, at okay. Mad Lib style okay guy I'm so present that if I look at a flower I will full on shit my pants amazing <laughs> It's like it's like you didn't even pause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 
Great Foley work. Thank you. That's live <laughs> ADR. <laughs> Austin Dowers recording. <laughs> Austin Dowers, international man of mystery. Uh, <laughs> uh, real Christian hours. Mm-hmm. It's time for real Christian hours. Hayden, what uh, what are the quest- What's the first question? Are they in order? Is there an order? There's kind I mean, of an order, but okay. we, uh, we we there are three questions we like to people we like to ask people who identify as real Christians. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't know if I qualify. They're not they're not hard, and they're not they're not. Yeah, you don't. You're not going to really be on the spot with any of these. Okay. The first question is, and you can answer this as broadly or as narrowly as you like. How do you pray? Oh boy. Uh I just it's hard. Um I'm not good at it. Uh <laughs> and that's like a weird thing to say, but it's like I also like I'm bad at praying and I'm bad at meditation for um like because of really bad experiences with therapists. So and I kind of view meditating and prayer and like spell casting as all sort of like within the same family of things. So I'm just like, I'm not good at it. I try to just be like, I guess mindful, but like for a little bit. And I usually don't have any words for it. I just try to be present and I try to practice. Like going to church and practicing is usually how I try to be christian i guess that rules you mentioned that spell casting is kind of in the same tool shed as praying and meditating Mm -hmm. could you explain the similarities um well um i feel like spell casting like spell casting and rituals like in the witchcraft and paganism sense are really just similar to meditation and prayer rituals are more close to meditation in that it's just you are trying to be mindful and be in tune with, you know, yourself, the universe, what have you. I feel like spellcasting is more close to, like, prayer, at least, like, the common notion of prayer as far as you are praying for something to happen or be easier or whatever. You're doing a spell to try to get those energies in tune with what you want to happen, which is basically the same as praying as far as I'm concerned. It's outcome-based. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, rituals and meditation is more, like, I don't want to say income-based, but it's, like, <laughs> just what you feel inside than what happens on the outside. Meditating is, like, investing in Bitcoin, and spellcasting is, like... Uh, Cashing in your stocks. Yeah. Yep. But, but I get what you're saying. It's it's more um, it's more of a practice of intention setting. Is that right? Yeah, basically. That's what I'd say. It's, like, almost like you're charging, and then you're firing. With the praying and the spell casting, mm-hmm. but that sounds kind of lasery and sci-fi. No, I kind I kind of like Charging that. your laser. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I like that idea though because meditation tends to be this sort of emptying uh, practice personally for me. Mm-hmm. Spell casting is kind of the opposite in that it's very I'm doing this for the sole purpose of achieving this result. Right. Yeah. Which is I, very cool. Ready for question two? Yeah, I'd say so. 
what what shape is God? Like, is he humanoid? Probably not, right? Uh, I'm super duper pantheist in the belief of like, I feel like every religion, including like polytheistic ones and like, I don't know the word for one theist. Monotheistic. Monotheistic. Thank you. Um, it's just, you know, it's just aspects or visions of the same cosmic whatever. That's super specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. But um, so I don't feel like there is a shape or if there is one, it's just the entire makeup of the universe, which like, you know, I'm very much of the belief and especially like that's part of where I got really into Wicca is the belief that like everything is in part God. Like we're all part of it. Everything is part of it. Like no matter what it is or how man made or how natural it is, it's all the same energy. Mm-hmm. So God's everywhere all the time, and you can't do anything to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> submit. It's just uh, submit. If you had to pick a shape for God, what would it be? Mine is hawk. I like that. Um, probably trees. Um, I do really like. Ooh. I just like That's trees. Good. And like the rings of the trees. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and say absolutely an octopus. That's yeah. good. See, yeah, there, it's the best animal. There is our yes, it's it's the best animal. There's already this sort of existing metaphor of a um, sort of a tentacular span or reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, o- octopi are they, especially mimic octopi mm. can disguise themselves as anything. So God can be God can be a burning bush, just like an octopus. God can be a cuttlefish, just like an octopus. I, it's the metaphor getting lost. I like no, I like it, and it's very smart and can fit inside any space, no matter how small. Basically, that's, that's true, including my cold dead heart. <laughs> uh, I think my ideal god looks like a manatee, just Ooh. a huge round friend that you know you can trust. Yeah, like a giant million ton animal. That you can just that you can really trust that has uh, ultimate that has an has an incredible hug circumference for sure. The hug circumference on a manatee is unparalleled, and their flippers have little fingernails on them, so it's just like hands. I mean, you know how sailors for a long time thought manatees were mermaids. Yeah, and you know how everyone wants to fuck a mermaid. Yeah, are you saying that you want old sailors to want to fuck God? Listen, you're at sea for a long time. <laughs> I think I think that uh, I'm not going to hold past any judgments on what their what tricks their mind plays when they're and, isolated and in the ocean. Everybody knows that a true old sailor would only get freaky with the sea. <laughs> That's true. Well, Jill pointed out that wanting to fuck God as a sailor is the plot of the Odyssey. Yeah, so I guess they uh-huh. would. They absolutely would. Fuck God. And that's yeah. beautiful. I think yeah. that's admirable. That's beautiful. Imagine being that close to God. Yeah. Only the sea can get you there. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> the most holy. Of pe- why do you think he, people could walk on water if they're, you know, why do you think Jesus could do that? Because he's Aquaman. He's Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman's Jesus. I'm sorry. It's true. Poseidon is the only Greek God that was real. All right. <laughs> real Christian hours. Question three out of three. What is the Holy Spirit and what is its job? 
that's a fun one. Um, I feel like if God is sort of like the figure of like holiness and spiritual energy and whatever, and Jesus is like the closest human embodiment of that, then the Holy Spirit would just be like the essence, like it's what's in everything. But I think that's God too. So like it's kind of funky like that. Yeah, the Trinity's weird. Yeah. Yeah. The Trinity's like a real strange idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like God is just like the most like the spirit is God, but like God is the figure of God and the spirit is the essence of God, if that makes sense. That's my opinion. Yeah. I'm into that. I, yeah, I think we. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like his innards. Yeah, exactly, and they're they're in everything. We are all God's innards. God's viscera. We are all God's viscera. I want oh, I want somebody to Photoshop dang. Richard Dawkins wearing a T-shirt that says that. Really bad, listeners. Dang. Listeners, let's let's make some praise down merch for one thing. Two, yeah. let's Photoshop our future praise down shirts onto Richard Dawkins like over and over again. A Richard Dawkins template is what we want really from our <laughs> listeners. If we could get him in a T pose. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you can if if one of our listeners could Vitruvian man Richard Dawkins <laughs> and Photoshop a T shirt on top of him so that we can put phrases on it like we are all God's viscera. Really or being that. alive is my problematic face. That's such a good one. <laughs> You guys ready to talk tune? It's tune talk. All right, buckle down. We're going to get into some tune talk right now. So, so Hayden, tell us, tell tell us, and tell the nice people uh, at home and who, work. Yeah, tell them who we're listening to and why. Uh, we're listening to the Fray. What the, album? Uh, the self-titled album. Okay. Be. I feel like it's not the like objectively their best album, but it's the one that I listen to on repeat for months on end. So that's the one we're listening to. So Hayden, mm-hmm. is the Frey Christian or are they like honorary Christian? I can't tell you. I mean, they sold. Here's my definition: um, if you're if they sell your CD at Mardell's, you're Christian. That's true. By that definition, so is Twenty One Pilots. Come at me. Ooh. Whoa. Who's doing a 21 Pilots episode, My Internet? My sister, Olivia Sanchez. <laughs> I would have suggested it, but I really don't like their music like, uh, yeah, at all. It, it's not good. It's not for me. Yeah, I hear 21 Pilots and I go, why only one plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. but it was like... This album is the first time I heard somebody be mad at God, and so it Ooh. I was into it. Because me too sometimes. Yeah, I uh, get it. <laughs> me too, thanks. Yeah, me too, thanks. So let's just go linear. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it from the top Because I do believe this is the one that I also ended up hearing a lot of. Mm-hmm. In like 09? Yeah, unless, unless the one with the... Cable Car one was on a different album. It was a different one. It was like one of their first ones, which that's the objectively better album than this one. Okay, I heard the good album. Yeah, well, this one's the other good one. I heard the objectively better album. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. It's time to listen to Syndicate by The Fray. Okay. It's hard to sell me on a mellow piano intro. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Then, buddy, I got bad news for you about the entire album. <laughs> I don't think it gets more VH1 core than the Frey does. Can't argue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the phrase, like the album after this was when VH1 was like at its best because mm. they had finally found like their avatar, their musical avatar. Yeah. Because like, after that, who'd they get? Daniel Powder? Mm-hmm. No, this is 2009. This is like post-POW. It's post-POW? This is post-POW for sure. Is, this is post-POW, right? I don't know. Oh, me, you had a bad day. Let me you find out. Let me find out. Down. Is that bad day by Daniel Powder. Because you had a bad day. Is, let's see. Let's find the album. 2005. Wow. Yeah, the, the, around the time How to Save a Life came out. Th those came out in the same summer and just ruined everyone's life briefly. Mm -hmm. um, this is 09. Oh, wait. So the album we're covering is after yes. How to Save a Life. Yeah. Oh. Four years after. Oh. Yeah. I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I just I hadn't I didn't have a sense of the timeline, but now I understand. Mm. Uh, so uh, first impressions musically, uh, it's not uh, it's not hooking me. It, it's not it doesn't have that sauce. It's not grabbing my bones. Yeah, yeah. First impressions for this for the kid mm. over here, it's completely non-objectionable. Right. Yeah. Well, I can't get mad at it. They're not doing anything that's bad or ugly. Mm-hmm. And that's the extent, like, that's it. That's yeah. the extent of what I've got so far. Which is a lot more than a lot of bands on this set, on this podcast that's do. very, <laughs> very true. And so, so far, no art crimes have been committed, which puts them ahead of Carmen. I feel like... <laughs> is there still an open offer to Carmen to fight you? Yeah, I will fight Carmen. <laughs> And uh, I will also fight... Who else am I going to fight? You'll fight John Rubin. I will also right? fight John Rubin. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah, two two art criminals. I feel, uh, I feel like they're the less secular and somehow still better Daughtry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is... is Oh, wait. The, so the fray is like some kind of n not as secular. Uh, I mean, considering Christian radio stations would play... They'd play Cable Car, actually on Christian stations and they sell or at least sold their albums at Mardell's. I would consider them less secular, but you know, most of this album is secular besides like a couple of songs. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like they sort of had a, at least on how to save a life, which is the only Frey album that I ever tried. Mm -hmm. I, I listened to it a good amount, but uh, I, there, there's a certain like universality to the, things that they sing about or how they sing about them that makes it accessible. Mm. Oh, sure. And that's the thing is like, I feel like they tried to like on this album balance it out because on this one, it gets really specific and personal in ways that like I tried real hard to connect to as a 13 year old who didn't know anything about uh, anything. Yeah. But like 
it, a lot of it is like tonally and musically more similar than the different songs on uh how to save a life so the the money's on the lyrics here yeah i would say so okay all right up next we've got absolute You know what I think? I think what do you think? I think he's doing too many vocal affectations. Okay, how many vocal affectations are you counting? Because the, the way he sings, it's like... He does like a lot of like... He puts it in weird... He puts the note in weird places in his mouth, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the fray because of his singing style. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but I think it should be. It just, it feels like it's getting garbled a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, that's why I liked it. Until he hits those long notes, and then he's good. He's great. He's source. See, that's kind of why I liked it when I was younger, because it was like, I was a soprano before, mm. and it was like something that I could access and sound similar to him, because um, he's very vocal, fray, and tenor until he hits mm. the soprano notes. Sure. That's or, true. Yeah. It was a guy in your range. Exactly. And now it sucks, because like, Baritones are a thing of the past in music. Yeah, dude. And so now I can't sing anything. Sucks. I used to be able to sing a lot, sing every Killers song, and now I've uh, struggled to do Elton John. Me too. <laughs> so that was absolute. Okay, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm pull. I'm not. I'm not just on my phone. I'm looking up genius stuff so I can like. Oh, analyze the lyrics. Pull yeah. some pull some goodies out. I'm not I'm not here to like analyze or or cheat at that. I sure. just I just want to maybe pull out some words that might be um pertinent to the sort of discussion we're having. Yeah, and if uh, Hayden, if we don't get if there are any lyrics that we don't get to, feel free to spout them if uh, you know them. Yeah. Um I mean, there's not much on the first two that I have any opinions about. Okay. But, like, I do like it that the girl he's talking about in most of it, I don't think is God or a girlfriend. It's, I think it's his mom, judging by other songs on the album. Okay. So that's fun. A real Drake situation. Yeah. Or, like, uh, who was that? Uh, Train. Train. Except Train sounded like he was going to make out with his mom, whereas you don't really get that from this album, which I appreciate. Yeah. This is, like, if Train were from, like, like four states north and and west, like the very Midwest, that's what this would be. And maybe just a bit more edgy. They're definitely edgier than Train, and I liked Train in the past. Yeah, even, even, like, Drops of Jupiter Train or, like... Um, Meet Virginia Train. I'm not it, talking about uh, Soul Sister Train. That's was, post. That's when they're a different band. I think it was either right before or during that awkward transition into Soul Sister. I can't remember which. Okay. 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 There is sort of a there is sort of a nice like. Mm, I, I feel like maybe the fray did the same thing for you as it did for me. 
in the most vague terms mm-hmm. because it's very obvious that the fray is being emotional and talking about things. Yes. It's very difficult. I mean, when I was I was I may have been 15 when How to Save a Life came out. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult except for in very obvious instances like the title track mm-hmm. that what they were talking about or like how to relate to it. But you could tell it was it was it was like my first oh they're being serious in this one. Yeah. yeah. In this band. Exactly. That's that's basically exactly what it was for me, and it was also in part because there's a part where like it's either ins- like that's the thing is like a lot of their songs in this album are very easy to get mixed up with each other, but one of the first two they talk about like ah uh, what you want is buried, and I'm like oh cool are they archaeologists? So it's like you get the fun little music videos <laughs> or dogs talking about bones. Yeah, really. What serious. you want is buried. It's warrior cats, but with dogs. <laughs> the concept album. Warrior Cats but with dogs is a huge deal. I'd I if if Warrior Cats was dogs, I would probably have like gotten into it. I've only like it took me a long time to appreciate cats. Mhm. And now it's too late for me. I get it. I get it. All right, up next we got You Found Me. I found God. Hey. First and I'm a star Where the west Was all but one All alone Smoking his last cigarette I said, where you been? He said, ask anything Where were you? Okay, what was that? Sorry, okay. let's... Okay. <laughs> let's just... I want to... Just draw some attention to his articulation on we. Where were you? Yeah. Where were you? Why? Yeah, he does like a weird like. <laughs> it sounds like it's unraveling a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like almost it's, a Decemberist. It's thing. cool. There's nobody else that sings like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, that is what it is. Yeah. That's part of why I liked him, I think. So this is the titular Matic God track for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because the piano's a little heavier. Exactly. That's yeah. that's the only way you can know. Okay, I do remember this. Song. I remember this it was song. A, it was a crossover hit for sure. Yeah, this was the single off this one. Yeah, yeah. It. They all feel like songs that would play on like a CW drama just before it fades out. Yeah. They. How to Save a Life was in Scrubs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. W- which episode was that? Was that the really sad Brendan Fraser one? Yeah, I don't know. It was the one where, like, Dr. Cox killed four people in a day. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That show. Have we talked on the podcast about the idea Andrew Deacon and I had for Steampunk Scrubs? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, yeah, I've... Hey, 
I wouldn't mind talking about Steampunk Scrubs. Hayden, you're going to like this, I think. Am I? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, uh, it's Steampunk Scrubs. It takes place on an airship, uh, Sacred Heart Air Hospital. And uh, it's John, Dr. John Dorian. Does not go by JD. Goes by John Dorian because it's a very inherently steampunk name. Right. Uh, Turk is also still called Turk. Um for Victorian reasons. Right. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> for Victorian reasons or like, he's called the Turk and he's yeah. from Turkey. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say for Victorian reasons or racist reasons. I, you said racist twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's him trying to please, it's Dr. John Dorian trying to please his mentor, Dr. Coggs. <laughs> 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 that shouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm done laughing at my own joke and I keep not being. Mad at God tracks are, are good Christian band songs, though. Yeah, if you don't have one. Was you're... this one sold in Mardell? Uh, I think that's where I got it, because like I went to Mardell's a lot, because they have teacher supplies there, and my mm. mom teaches, well, now second grade. So What what was she teaching back then? Third grade. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Is that a demotion? Um, at first she thought it was, but now she likes it better, because they don't have the standardized testing until third grade. Awesome! Yeah, so it's yeah, like way great. less stressful. That owns bones that that's great yeah it's good uh, up next we've got say when when <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i see you there don't know where you come from unaware still from someone don't appear i care i saw you now i won't Okay, I think I'm coming around. This always happens. Mm-hmm. Like four songs in. Okay, tell me um tell me what's working for you. I don't know. I I buy the, I buy the growl on this one for some reason. Mm. This is a really aggressive one. Yeah. It it's yeah. It always makes me think of a horror movie, except if it was just psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not Shutter Island. No. Okay, this song's uh this song is horny but respectful. Very much so. Yeah. Except it's like I was re-listening to this like because I thought about it and I like it. But I don't know. I'm still kind of lost on what this one's about. Like, it's one of those ones where I definitely didn't know it was about sex when I listened to it before. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just, like, romantic, like, I'll carry you away from all the bad people and not, I'm going to fuck the bad out of you. Which is a great ZZ Top song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, there's a part in it where it's like, oh, you know, all these horrific things and maybe God's on both sides. Um, But I still am just sort of like, and it gets more frantic towards the end. But I'm still just sort of like, what happened to this girl? Was she having a panic attack before you had sex, or what happened? Yeah, let yeah. me just re- let me just read the lyrics leading up to and the chorus. Please mm-hmm. do. I'm breaking down, and you're 
and you're breathing slowly, say the word and I will be your man, your man. Uh, say when and my own two hands will comfort you tonight, tonight. Say when and my own two arms will carry you tonight, tonight. Look, that honestly, a, a song about sex with a very healthy view of consent. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. That rules. It's horn spectful. It is. Ho- <laughs> <laughs> it shows. Listen, it shows a lot of horn spect. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you may not like the president, but you have to horn spect. <laughs> I'll have to horn spectfully disagree with that one. <laughs> Hornspect the office. <laughs> Nothing but hornspect for my national anthem. H O R N S P E C T. I mean, I guess I, I could know un- what it means to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I could understand why some people wouldn't want Hillary Clinton in office now because I don't know that she'd be hornspectful enough to the title. <laughs> 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 um, what do we got next? I'm just still thinking about horn spect as like a as as an emotion that you can feel because I'm things a list I of have things that emotion. Yeah, I'm horn spectful of wrestlers. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, what else? Andrew WK. I'm horn spectful. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of horn spect for Andrew WK. <laughs> I got mostly just horn, but I still got that spec. That's good. For Andrew mm-hmm. WK. Sure. Um, I just feel that like I feel like horn spectful isn't just that. It's like you gotta if somebody if you'd have if you'd fuck somebody you don't find it attractive because you respect them that much, that's horn spect. Wow. Ooh. Just get horny off of respect. Horn spectfulness is a lifestyle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In twenty ten, I had a lot of horn spect for like Dan Harmon. <laughs> 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 next track next please. track please is really i'm the only one that's going to give an example that's fine uh, i had the joe I, biden I get, question that's true i gave you andrew wk oh that's yeah. right yeah and you gave us joe biden just now well not just now but like i've had that whole bit for a while now yeah which I feel like I need to change it to somebody else, and I'm still not sure who. That's a shame. Uh, Anderson Cooper. Well, no, because he's just hot. No, that. that yeah, makes... Anderson Cooper. I've got just horn for that. Oh, that, absolutely that beautiful chiseled man. I, I have horniness for him. I have respect for him, but I can't say I have horn spect for right. him. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have. It's a different thing. Yeah. Exactly. I have horn spect for Kathy Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the ultimate. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's that's a classic Mad example. Mad respect for Steve Buscemi. Uh, next track, we can keep bringing up horn spec if we think of more good ones. Pendleton Ward. Next one, <laughs> uh, just horn. G- <laughs> so the they did a good thing that I was delighted by on this. Uh, I was giggling right when we started the song because I saw the title of the next song. I don't remember the two titles that that song was say when and then the next song is never say never <laughs> lots of rules in this relationship yeah. they got About they had when. guidelines it's healthy they had boundaries yeah <laughs> yeah 
Got to communicate right. with your partners. Let's crank up Never Say Never. There's a D word in this. Oof. Some things we don't talk about. Better do without this whole smile. Falling in and out of love. Shame and power. Gather all the while. You can never say never. Okay. You got to really get to the bridge to find out what what some what these dang ballads are about. Sometimes. That makes sense. Oh yeah. So here's the bridge. We're falling apart and coming together again and again. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're growing apart, but we pull it together, pull it together, together again. Mm. Okay, so. But you got to get the again, like the it's the really high falsetto on the again, so you know he means it. Uh, even higher. It's like it's like. I think that's right. I could do it, yeah, but I probably real, can't. Just a real Glenn Frey. Yeah. That's closer. Yeah, um, Jill did it. Of course she did. <laughs> no, that's true. That's a true setto that's when true. Jill does it. Yeah. Speaking of falsetto, uh, horn spec for Getty Lee from Rush. Ooh, Sorry. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah horn spec oh. for Glenn Frey from the Eagles. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self Indulgent. Unfortunately, I have too much horn spec. I horn spec that, or yeah. I regular respect. I, Sorry. I, 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 Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A real horn specter gadget over here. Oh my god. <laughs> the horn specter of communism. What? <laughs> <clears throat> so this song is kind of just about like, oh, me and my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We fight, but it like it's better after every fight. Like because they're because they're they're horn spectful discussions. Yes, they're not fights. You can't just give up. You can't say never. I guess you can't. Yeah. N- never say that word. <laughs> Don't say the word. That was that'd be a less catchy title though. All right, up next, where the story ends. Kiss away the difference. Kiss away the difference. I like that. Mm -hmm. I really love pro kissing songs. (laughs) Yeah. This this song is here. We got a song by the Fray that is advocating in the chorus to kiss the problems. Just kiss Mm, them away. Just kiss those problems away. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then the second chorus is when they add in the, this is where the story ends, or have we just begun to kiss away the difference? But you hate it. You hate kissing it, apparently. Yeah. That's like the whole part of the chorus is, you hate this, but we're not done, or are we? Ooh. I I can't tell if this uh, relationship that keeps getting sung about is... It feels healthy every mm-hmm. like most of the time, but every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'm not sure what's going on. To be fair, I'm not really for sure if it's about him and a girl, or his mom and his dad, or his Ooh. grandparents. It's very I can't tell because like there's a song coming up that's about how his grandpa was mean to his mom. Basically, like okay. that's the song. Um, is how your dad wasn't nice to you, and now he's dead. Like Dang. that's what the song is. <laughs> It's um, awesome. And it's a good song. Um so it but it always makes me think of the rest of the album like um like what's the what's the title not the title track but what's the single um which is horrible. We just listened to it. I can't remember the name. Oh, um but You found me. Yeah, you found me. Like whenever he's talking about losing her, I'm 99% sure he's talking about his mom and not like a girlfriend. The genius annotation on this says, uh, thank you, genius.com, says, since they have been in a long-distance relationship, all they know is how to be apart. They come together for a short while during visits and vacations, etc. But then they both, quote, run back to their respective lives. Despite this, Isaac, the lead singer, I'm presuming, thinks they can kiss away any differences they have. And in parentheses... Mm. Ah, how romantic! <laughs> I love sarcastic genius annotations. Uh, I just, I just love pro kissing songs. It's very good. I think I figured out what my hang up with the fray is. Yeah, mm. give it to me. The piano as an instrument is too sonically pretty for me to relate to or trust. Yeah. Does the piano can okay? Does the piano rock? It's so hard to do it. Little Richard could do it, but that's because he was very disrespectfully pounding on pianos, and nobody mm-hmm. does that anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like... He the, didn't respect the piano, which is why it was I, rock. Right. I feel like the only reason they have piano is because that's what... If Isaac is his name, Isaac, the lead singer, that's what he plays. And I feel like it's the same situation I'd have if I were ever in a band, which is, I can't rely on my vocals alone. I have to contribute something, so there's piano. Okay, I got you. I need to make sounds so I know where my voice goes. Exactly. Or, like, I need to make sounds because what if my voice isn't good enough? Got it. Well, Isaac, I think your voice is good enough. Yeah, Isaac, mm. you don't need a piano. You don't You don't need a piano. Nobody does. Uh, up next, <laughs> Enough for Now. That's the one about his mom's dad. Okay. Daughter's father quietly we assume he's no longer with us but he left this dusty room and your name I heal have accepted my follow request hell yeah okay. mine too Okay. So, Hayden, what's this one about? 
Um, to the best of my knowledge, it's about how his mom's dad, his maternal grandpa, was really not super great to his mom or like emotionally supportive of her. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the second verse, there's a part about how he just really wanted a son, but then he got a daughter. Mm. Um, and how the chorus is just that's enough for now. He would have he would have held you, but he couldn't. And it's things your father never could do. And it's oh, like, oh no. But it's also like sometimes I wonder if that's actually what it's about because like the way he frames it in the beginning is sort of like the way he frames another one where it's like I've seen this one before. Is like is this real life? Is this a movie? Is this just fantasy? <laughs> right. Okay, so I've just gotta, I just gotta keep you guys in the loop about the other like underlying theme of this yeah. record, mm-hmm. kisses. Hell yeah. Okay. Here's the here's the words to the chorus. Breathing comes in pairs, except for twice. One begins and one's goodbye. Sixty years of sorrow. He got five or six of bliss. Left my mother's mother without so much as a kiss. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's anti him and pro kissing. It's pro. <laughs> It's pro-kissing because he's like, they didn't even kiss. What's the Goodbye. point? Where's all the kisses? Where's my kid? Hey, more kisses. Yeah, just <laughs> be nice. Respect, horn-specked women and kiss people. That's yeah. the message. Yeah. Also, fuck God. Fuck God, horn-specked women, <laughs> kiss people. <laughs> it's a very important message. All of those messages are important messages. Um, <laughs> wait, I need to, I'm sorry, I need to pause again. Yeah. All right, so up next, we've got Ungodly Hour. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Skip forward. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, wait a second. Don't talk, but don't say a thing. This is the first time he's used a weird chord on this yeah. album. We're halfway through. Still won't won't sing. Here we go. It's the end of the chorus. Oh, that was a nice note that he hit just there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next. Next, we've got We Build, Then We Break. Okay. Why was this buried at the bottom of the album? This is great. Just in case you can make it through, it's you have to run the gauntlet. Oh, there's a rat break in this one. Dude, is there really a rat break in I, this one? Because no. I'll freak out. So plausible. I don't think I would have liked it as much if there was. It's probably true. Wow. Putting some guitar in there, huh? Just for fun. It's good. Yeah, did, did the guitar player lose his guitar in the studio and find it when the album was almost over? <laughs> angry song but he's like for real angry instead of for angry but you gotta calm down because it's got on it the only 
only has like one angry song per album, though. Mm-hmm. He's got to restrain it. He doesn't seem like a guy who's like mad much. Mm. It seems like there's sort of a. I don't know. I don't know you, but I know what you did to her. She told me, and I happen to believe her too. It sounds like sort Damn. of a fan fiction. Oh, yeah, that makes the other song make sense. Say when, because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, because it's his, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun thing to listen to re-listen to after I'm older and more weary of the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, but I didn't get that far in, and now I'm now I'm upset. Well. Not there's, not an annotation on this. There's uh, there's still one more song. Happiness. I know it was. My <laughs> <laughs> I do remember it's my least favorite one, but I don't remember why. Well, let's find out by listening to their song, Happiness. Song over. <laughs> Happiness is the tenth track of the Frey's self-titled second album, The Frey. The song gained popularity as quote B twenty six, the song that first played when television couple Ezra and Arya from popular television series Pretty Little Liars first met. <laughs> oh shit! This is the story of every Frey song. <laughs> yeah, first popularized on. First popularized on TV show when mm-hmm. when these folks did a meet cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, happiness sums up the record for me. Every good thing is good because it costs something. Every yes has a no. When you get to, quote, that place, often it costs you more than you thought, but it's worth it. And that's that's uh, Isaac okay. talking about this song. I think I know why it was my least favorite now. For two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because I was 13 and suffering, so I'm like, how much longer until I get the good thing? Mm. And two, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Like, if you listen to the rest of the song, it's just kind of boring. It's not very... It's not as good as the rest of the album. <sighs> it's a shame. Yeah. Well, I think we did it. it. Are you ready for final thoughts? Well, let's, let's collect those final thoughts. Oh, that's right. Real quick. Uh, Hayden, we... Talked about the Liturgist podcast. You remember Pray and Tony and Mindful Mike? I absolutely do. Um, and Mike and Science Mike. Uh huh. <laughs> Just the three mics and the three mics of the podcast. And Pray and Tony. Three mics and a Patoni. I only listen to podcasts with four mics. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I understand. Well, now it's your turn to recommend a piece of Christian media, tangentially Christian media, that would be something easy enough something simple enough for us to enjoy with our next guest. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to have to think for a second. That's allowed. It's okay. Cause I need time to like think. Okay. They no, do. no. Actually, yeah. If we just like won't rate or review them, we'll just like do a quick reaction okay. round. Um, then I guess I'll go with the band I almost switched to a third time, but I chose not to because that's too many times to flip flop. Uh, Mike Mains and the Branches. 
Say again. Mike Mains and the Branches. So Mike is in Science Mike. Mike is in Science mm-hmm. Mike. Mains, M-A-I-N-S? I believe so. Okay. And the Branches. Yes, yes. Uh, they're, they're definitely a Christian band as far as they got played on Christian stations, and I'm sure that they are sold in Mardell's. But uh, the album that I listened to was not aggressively god that that's okay it was kind of like it's kind of like the fray except they're more interesting it was a little coy it was a little coy yeah in some parts in some parts it was not but like i could respect it yeah you know if you put a little coy into a big pond it'll grow to the size of its environment yeah final thoughts time yeah who first i'll go okay there were a few barriers to me with this. Um, I, I think lyrically, it's he's doing good work. Mm-hmm. He's saying things that are important for his demographic to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but musically, I th- there just wasn't a hook for me. There was nothing that I that really m- made me feel any emotions. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, maybe that's I, – I think that's probably my own fault. I've got some mental blocks. Uh, re the piano. Uh, <laughs> it's technically team strings. It's it's technically team strings, and you know I'm a horns man. Uh, <laughs> we're firmly team horns I, on this podcast. I thought yeah. it was team percussion. Like, it, technically, it's a percussion instrument. It's hitting a string. Yeah. That would make the harp a percussion instrument. I, I don't see why not. Okay, but then that makes the guitar a percussion instrument. And then it's just chaos. And then it's all chaos. Then, also, that's then plucking. It's not A baritone hitting. is a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> a that's true. Are they not? No. <laughs> it's a burrito for air. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, no, no. Sorry. A baritone is a funnel cake. <laughs> Where's the cake? It's in the brass somewhere. It's shaped like a funnel cake it's for lost. sure. You blow into it like mm-hmm. you would a funnel cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's three valves to control the notes like a funnel cake has. Well, I don't know how many funnel cakes What's... you've been blowing, buddy. <laughs> I go to a lot of circuses. My, uh, so my rating, I think, for the fray, they're not – they didn't do something bad. Mm-hmm. They're not criminals. <laughs> they don't deserve uh, ire, but they they didn't make me feel anything, and it's very easy to make me feel stuff. Sure. So I would say four disciples, but no Judas, because they didn't sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Hayden, you do know our rating system, yes? I, I do. I've listened to an episode. Oh, lovely. <laughs> nice, nice. Cool. I just wanted to make sure you knew what that just was. Yeah. I will go next. And I'll start with the, the positives first. It's it's very obvious that you can tell that this music is being thought about. Mm-hmm. And there's thought going into the lyrics. And it's not just uh, like low-calorie pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like thematic pop elements and stuff like that. Like there, there's pain being discussed. There's anger being discussed. There's like damage and trauma being discussed. 
Um, the emotion horn spectful is a very special thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thank the fray for that. And I think they're out their self-titled album for that, but it just doesn't rip. Yeah. <laughs> it just does not rip. It doesn't, doesn't slap. Mm-mm. No bangers. It doesn't even rip in a chill way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 311 rips in a chill way. It makes you feel chill. It's it, yeah, it, it kind of exists in this limbo space where you don't like 311. <laughs> I don't know anything about 311. <laughs> Neither did we until we did an episode about them. That's yeah, it, it's good. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Um and you're right. I I also wrote something down about how they don't make any bad choices sonically. Right. They just don't make any outstandingly good choices sonically mm-hmm. also. Um, it kind of exists in this limbo space where it's not chill, but it also doesn't rip. Right. It's in it's in jam purgatory. Right. Absolutely. So... Guys, the phrase self titles giving getting me it's getting six no Judas for me. Yeah, an exact fifty percent respect. Mm-hmm. Uh it's really hard to review this because it's like I it's very close to me because like it's what I listened to before I realized like a lot of stuff about myself, like right before. Um so it's like it's really close to me because it was like emotional before I had words or even the knowledge of what my emotions were. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like it's just here's all these emotions that this guy's having. Want to have them? And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> here's a safe and fun outlet. It's the fray, and your mom will buy you the album because it's at Mardell's. It can't be bad. Um, it can't be bad for you. And it, you know, and it's not. It's no. not. Um, and also, like, I, I have this theory about music that if um, if the first band or genre you really, really get into when you start becoming, like, a self-aware human being, like, around the age of, like, you know, somewhere between, like, 12 and 14, is metal, then you just don't have a taste in music for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, I when I say I don't have taste, I don't mean that, like, I have bad taste. I mean, I don't have any objective opinions. Just music's good unless I unless it's bad. Sure. Um, like, ah, yes, mm-hmm. music. And my first bands that I got into were, like, Under Oath and stuff. So I... Great. I don't, I don't have any music... Opi- like, I don't have... I'm just now developing a taste in music. Okay. At the ripe old age of 21. We, still, sure. ha- we still have it. Yeah, we have yet to. Yeah. We called Radiohead bad on this podcast. I'm... They're mostly... See, I, I'm with you. I, yes! Yeah, yeah. Sing a Radiohead song. I, I can't. And if, if you, I can, I, it's probably actually a Coldplay song, and I just don't know it. <laughs> is Radiohead creep, or is that Coldplay? That is creep. Radiohead okay. is creep, but then all their other songs are... I, Cold, un- Coldplay yeah. is... I didn't even like care to remember any of them. Exactly. <laughs> Coldplay is just the fray again. Yeah, see, that's the thing, is like, lyrically... Like, okay, musically, I feel like this is the music they play in Purgatory, along with Coldplay and Daughtry. Yeah. Because there's nothing bad about it, but, like, you're not, you're going to hear, like, you're going to think you're listening to the same song over and over again, but you're not, and you think you're going crazy, but you're not. Yeah. Um, but then you are, because you're in Purgatory. Right. Uh, 
but like you know the one thing that they have up on every other like purgatory band is that they have like a soul like if you yeah. listen to the lyrics there is actually a song being sung <laughs> um mm-hmm. so and for that it'll always be like way closer to my heart and yeah. i'll never get sick of them unlike daughtry or coldplay right so i'd have to say 10 but no judas because that's how much i emotionally love them all Great. right all right yeah heck yeah sweet guys we did it we did it we did yeah. another podcast congratulations to all three of us let's uh let's say some quick thank yous mm-hmm. Thank you to Jarvix for our theme song. Thank you to Cameron Brewer for our outro. I just want to say thank you to Wampus for our Toon Talk stinger. Uh-huh. Thank you to Molly Devine for another stinger. What did for, she... For talking the walk. Thank you to stinger. Molly Devine for the stinger for talking the walk. And thank you to Good Trash Media for being our friends who let us borrow your name to make the podcast good. And, and your equipment. And your equipment. You're good boys. Go listen to the Good Trash Genre cast with the with those good, good boys on it. They're talking about movies over there. You might have seen a movie or two. And they've they sure have. Mm. Get on over. Get on over there. So we're gonna we're gonna officially end this episode. Yeah, we're gonna end this episode the way we always end every episode. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. All right, bye. Round the whip, what what up? Holy Ghost 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 round the whip, what?